Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there, I wanna have a little heart to heart with you this week. I hope that's okay. I've got some work I'm doing that got me thinking about the roles we play in our lives. You know, we're pretty much blank slates when we're born. I mean, that's not exactly what I believe. I do think that we arrive with some sort of purpose for our time here. And we do have, you know, personality structures that that come into play and come into the world with us. But when it comes to how to be in the world, we kind of learn that as we go. Over time, we accumulate these roles that are expected, that we're expected to play throughout all of our lives. And and that first role might be offspring, right? Your offspring to your parents. And that seems simple enough, but even that is loaded with, with all sorts of expectations. We get labeled as boy or girl, son or daughter. And with those labels, the expectations shift in different directions. We become students, friends, nieces, grandsons, candidates, helpers, new hires, managers, artists, bankers, nurses, teachers, whatever they might be. And some of these roles we hold on to and some we take on and let go as life shifts. And maybe we become parents, whether that's to actual human children or to fur babies like dogs and cats and other pets. All of these roles that we play, we had to learn them along the way. And oftentimes we looked around us to look at how other people did it, or we looked at what was accepted in society or in our culture, and we played those roles accordingly, sometimes whether it felt good or not. And we have other forces at work, of course, like I said before, our own personality constructs and structures, our own wiring that affects our expression of ourselves in these roles for better or for worse. So let me just take one example of a role that I've played in my life, and that is as wife. In my first marriage, the role of wife meant that I supported my husband and what he wanted and what he was doing and really propped him up and kept him going, no matter what that meant. And part of this is societal influence of women being the supportive partner, but part of this is also my personality structure as an Enneagram 9. As a type 9, I like to blend in and not rock the boat. I'm more likely to help others move forward than help myself move my own priorities forward. And when it comes to relationships and type nines, it's more of a, I'm okay if you're okay kind of vibe. So let's just say I was fully primed for some relationship dysfunction and codependence. And that's not even factoring in family of origin stuff. So for various reasons, that marriage didn't work out. I know, considering everything I just told you, you you're totally shocked, right? And considering what I just told you about myself, you can imagine that it was painful to break apart a marriage, even though it was right, the right thing for me and the right thing for my then husband. The guilt I felt for this failure as a wife was deep. It bordered on shame. Even though I knew in my heart I was doing the right thing for both of us, there was still some part of me that felt like I broke the rules of playing the role of wife, a friend, and gatherer of people, and, and, and. I mean, there are so many roles affected that we play by the breakup of a marriage. So 
Going through my first marriage gave me clarity on how I wanted to live out my role as a wife in my new marriage. And now I'm in a new, I'm, I'm a, in a new marriage, I guess you say, new marriage in a new way with a new person. I'm, I'm a new wife in so many ways. While my wife and I are very different people, we are aligned in what we want. We came into our relationship with a lot of life lived. She had always been very independent, and my independence when it comes to relationships was new to me. I mean, I had married my high school sweetheart, for goodness sakes. But that independence was something we both valued in each other. And we vowed to always honor that, to not merge into one, you know, organism, but instead to be two strong trees, strong all the way down into our individual roots, standing side by side. You know, really, so I'm going to just so you know, I'm going deep with this tree analogy here. Okay, (laughs) right. So, you know, we, we provide shade and shelter as the light and winds change around us. So sometimes I'm, I need the shade or the shelter, and sometimes she does. And sometimes life comes at both of us from all directions, and we hold on tight to each other, and we weather it together. And we get to marvel in the cycles of change and each other in, in, in our lives and what we're doing. The blooming of spring, the summers that bring fruit for us, the dying off after a harvest, and the deep work of winter. And sometimes some of that happens in sync, and sometimes it's not. But no matter what, we are witnesses of each other and what we're doing, and we are partners in in life and in work and all these things that we're doing, but we are still independent and standing on our own. I didn't know that this was the kind of wife I wanted to be. It took me time to figure this out, some trial and error, if you will. And you don't have to leave a marriage to figure that out. It just so happens that the marriage I was in was not good for me in the long run. You can figure this out within a relationship, whether that's a marriage or whether it's a friendship or a family relationship, whatever that might be, or a work relationship. And I'll say that Kim and I, my wife and I, are still figuring it out, right? And if you want proof of that, check out episode 25 where we talked about family meetings. Trust me, we're figuring it out still. So in my coaching practice, I created a model for intention and I call it the three C's, clarity, communication, and consistency. And it's a model that I follow in all the work that I do with my people. I help them get clear about what it is they're trying to do in this world. Then we work on communicating that clarity to who matters most and those endeavors and what it is they're trying to do. And then we create systems that support consistent action in making progress on what it is they're wanting to do. So that clarity piece, often that clarity work shows us what the world told us we were supposed to do and the roles that we play in our lives. And then I help them get clarity on deciding for themselves how they actually want to live out those roles that matter most to them. You know, sometimes it can be fine to just go along, but there are really important roles that we play where you need to bring you to this, not everybody else's expectations to it. Let me give you just another example from life on this. I'm working on a big project in my business right now. And looking back at things, this has been 13 years in the making because that's how long I've officially been a coach. But it's been 13 years of influence of other coaches, 13 years of remembering what I learned in my coach training, 13 years of the influence of how the rest of society looks at coaching, 13 years of seeing other coaches do it a certain way. And through all of this influence of everyone around me, I thought that coaching had to look a certain way, that it could only be coaching if it looked a certain way. I always felt a little less like a coach when I took things from more of a practical, tactical perspective, when I wasn't woo-woo enough, as some people will call it. 
But it's also been 13 years of me finding my place in this world, working with my people, giving them what they need to move forward what matters most in their lives and in their work. And because I like systems and I like structure and I can help people create their systems to support them, what I'm actually doing is helping them see the reality of their lives so they can create a new reality. And that's pretty damn meaningful, isn't it? Even though the way that I do things might be through systems like lists and meetings and calendars and apps and courses that I teach online to groups and, and even though I don't just do deep one-on-one individual coaching, through my 13 years of coaching, I've gotten to clarity about the best of my gifts that I can bring to the world and the role that I play as coach. And through 13 years of marriage, ironically, the, the fact that I'm recording this and talking about this after 13 years of coaching and the lessons I learned about 13 years of marriage, but after 13 years of marriage, I got clarity on bringing the best of me to a relationship. You know, I wanted a partner who would love me for what I saw of the best of me. And now I'm a better wife than I ever was before. And I'm a better coach than I've ever been before. Not because I played by the rules as they were shown to me, or at least maybe how I sometimes interpreted them, but because I created my own rules, my own guidelines for success and the roles that I play. So I want you to think about the roles that you play. Identify the roles that are most important to you and think about the messages you've been given about what success in those roles looks like. How are you quote unquote supposed to play these roles in your life? Then I want you to look at your experience. I want you to reflect on your strengths and your abilities and the best of what you bring to the world and redefine what success actually looks like in all those important roles that you play. Get to clarity there. And then of course, I'm going to want you to think about who is impacted by this clarity about what you're seeing and the changes you might want to make and talk with them about this. And then finally, if necessary, get stuff in place that's going to support you in living that way and support you in contributing to the world the best that you can. So before I let you go, let me ask you a question. That's right. It is time for the question of the week. What is the one role that you play in your life that feels the most important to you right now? And what is the one thing you could do this week to make it more you? Listen, I adore you. I think you are the bee's knees. And what I know is that we get this one brief, brilliant, beautiful life. So I hope that you're getting to live it as you want to. And if you know of anybody who could benefit from what I just talked about today, please share this episode with them. Send it to them in a private message or a text and just say, hey friend, I thought this might help today. This podcast is my way of changing the game around productivity and the way we live our lives. And I'd really appreciate you spreading the word for me. Okay, that is all for this week. I will be back again with you next week. Until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.